I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the Raptors Over Everything podcast. I'm your host, William Liu of Yahoo Sports Canada. On this week's episode, I have Katie Heindel, freelance writer at Rolling Stone, Vice, Yahoo Canada, Athletic, and many other places. Katie, welcome. What's up? <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> I, I had to research that um, on your Twitter bio. There's so many publications. Yeah, there's a lot of bylines. Yeah. And I'm always like, I gotta shorten it. Cut them down. No, that's very impressive. But Just you want to like, cram them in there. That's like almost like OG Twitter flex, you know? Like I know. Like <laughs> 2015 basketball Twitter flex. <laughs> Like uh, the really, classicals got to be on really there and the cauldron. I felt. I think I took the classical off, and I felt really sad when I did. Oh, I miss the classical. To the classical. Me too. Like, we don't really have publications like that anymore. Mm-mm. You know, Mm-mm. like just like, um, like artsy writing. Not even artsy writing. Just like high quality writing that isn't just necessarily like totally. Yeah, you know, and can get a little bit weird and I, fun. That's what like I feel like basketball Twitter is missing a little bit now is like it's not as fun it's more like making fun but mm-hmm. it's not just like organically fun as it was before totally so <laughs> so you were at summer league i was i was at summer league having a ball so yeah let's let's talk about vegas first okay you love vegas i don't i'm like you it, loved vegas i loved vegas this time yes. and i have to say we were talking about this a bit before but i find the weirdness of vegas to be really uh entertaining like a little bit enchanting um i think it's like one of those places that's not going to exist in maybe 50 years it doesn't feel like a sustainable place to be in it's like a fairy tale land so yes it's interesting i get why people hate it because it's overwhelming but if you're there for like four days five days it's like the perfect amount of time yeah and this time i was watching basketball <laughs> that's right um I, honestly i feel like i have a skewed perception of vegas because i only went with my family one time and we really only stopped there for like two nights so we can go to the grand canyon which mm-hmm. is like a reasonable driving distance mm-hmm. it's like four hours no it's like six it's like six hours mm-hmm. yeah yeah but I mean, it, it's like you could do it in a day and you can like go there and like spend like one night there or whatever which is kind of what we did but um what are we there's like the there's like the national parks that's around there there's like a bunch of salt yeah the parks are really beautiful also so it if you ever get beautiful. sick of the city and you're like this place is too weird to last i'm just gonna go there's like a beautiful park i think it's called um red rock it's like 15 minute drive outside of the city yeah and there's like all these crazy rock formations red rocks calico rocks salt like rocks mm-hmm. just like beautiful mountainous like hills and desert and then you go back to vegas and you're like where am i but it's true. The desert's cool. And I think from Canada, like, we don't... People tell me there's, like, a desert in BC. I don't know. I haven't been there. Yeah. But I don't think it's like this. No, I don't think so. Um, anyway. Summer League, I think, if you like basketball, uh-huh. 
Everybody should go. It feels like a buffet of basketball. It is. It's the kind of thing you zone out watching a game, at least I did, and then you, because you can do that, because they're just back to back to back, and then you look up and like four hours have passed, and it's like three teams past the team you thought you were watching, but you just kind of, you just like take it in the entire time you're, you're there. It's not particularly like good basketball no. all the time, but it's pretty entertaining, and guys are having a lot of fun, and the fans are crazy, mostly because it's Lakers fans. Yeah, that is true. Are, like I remember the year Lonzo got drafted, and then like they had Kyle Kuzma on the team, and Alex Caruso, and Matt Thomas. Ninety nine percent shooter Matt Thomas is on that team, and like Lakers fans went nuts. And then Magic Johnson famously declared, "The Lakers are back." <laughs> after Premature. accepting the summer league yeah. championship, which is just kind of incredible. Um, but, yeah, um, it's like, and it's weird too, like the caliber of fans you get. There's some like deep cut jerseys from like all teams. I saw a family with like the dad was wearing like a Rockets jersey, the mom had like a Magic jersey on. One of the kids had a Warriors jersey, and one kid had a Bucks jersey on. I was like, oh, like a real, yeah, like multi diverse family. Are, are you sure that wasn't like an NBA.com like store ad? That that's no, like I watched them. Would... I tr- I like walked behind in behind them into the arena to be like, is this a bit? Yeah, but it wasn't. <laughs> wow. That's that's a hell of a family vacation. Like yeah. you gotta really love basketball as a family. But I guess that's you know that's something. Um, so how much basketball did you end up watching in Vegas? Because a lot, I'd say a lot. Because I think my plan, I didn't really. I, this is a thing. I went without. I went with a what I thought was a good plan, but it turned out to not be a good plan because there's so much going on that you kind of need to narrow it down. Mm-hmm. But for the first two days I was there, the Friday and the Saturday, I just went to the arena. Oh, and Sunday, I just went as soon as it's open, which on most days was like noon or one and stayed till the evening, stayed till like eight. One night the Raptors played at nine. They played the last game. So I stayed for that. That was painful. It was painful. I also had a migraine during that game. So it was that was game one right against the Warriors. Yeah, it was trash. It was so bad on, (laughs) I I felt so bad because I I watched that one. That was game one. And like, I wasn't really, I was just really tired because mm-hmm. on the East Coast, it was like it started at midnight and yeah. it ended at like 2.30. And then I like wrote a column and then did a podcast. And then like as I was writing the column, I'm just like dying uh, of just like just I'm just very tired. And then I also watched the game and I was like, this this team didn't look that good. Mm-mm. So I just ended up ripping everybody. And mm-hmm. then the, the morning after I woke up and people were like, wow, this article is so negative. And I realized I was like, yeah. I, I do I do regret that, but also it was at two thirty in the morning. And, and you probably um, had high hopes. I, I guess I don't even know what I was hoping Maybe even for. Maybe subconscious high hopes. I think it was like there was just a big transition from like watching the NBA finals mm. to like yeah. here's <laughs> there's no bigger jump. Here's Malcolm yeah. Miller missing like every corner three possible, and you're like, this is <laughs> this is tough. But I, I think some really got better for the Raptors as they went on. It did. They had another trash game after that, and then they had like some pretty solid ones. Yeah. Unfortunately, they did not advance. But well, I got to see them playing pretty well. I got to see some like dudes i got pretty excited about but mm-hmm. yeah like you can just you could just watch as much or as little as you want and i guess that's what's kind of nice about it is because you don't feel like you have to stay there if you get bored of it you can just wander to the other arena and be like entirely like even closer to the game and then you see people everywhere you see like you know players that just come to support their dudes old coaches old nba people the odd celeb it's yeah. just like people are just hanging out. It feels kind of like a summer camp. It does feel like a summer camp. This mm-hmm. reminds me of the Mississauga like 
um, the D League showcase at the time. Which I mean, like different scale. Mississauga in the wintertime is definitely not Vegas at any time. Not quite. Um, no, but like it was just weird because I was like, all the games were like fungible. You can see all these guys. A bunch of people are there. You're like, oh, there's Woj just like walking around, sitting down, talking to Masai, and then like Shams walks by and like leers. Yeah. You know. Um, and then like, oh, Anthony Parker's here. He runs the Mag- the Orlando Magic G League team, and I love Anthony Parker. And you just have like a five minute conversation with like, you know, one of my favorite former players, but um. In terms of the Raptors, did anybody stand out to you in particular from this summer league team? Yeah, I really like Lindell Wigginton a lot. Okay. <laughs> Let's start the podcast with Lindell. Let's go there. Um, he right away reminded me like he didn't he got a, he got quite a few minutes in the first game I saw, which was unfortunately the trash game we were talking about, mm-hmm. and then he didn't really play the next one because I think they were really trying to rotate everybody in and see what everybody had. But what I saw of him, he's just like he's not very big. He's super fast, a little bit uncoordinated, but in his mentality and like this kind of bruiser approach he took to the game, he really reminded me of Kyle Lowry. Wow. Yeah. 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 No Maybe not as Kyle Lowry. thick, but um, yeah, definitely not. N- like now or then, but just like the way he sort of he wasn't really scared to go after it, and we chatted a bit after, and he kind of said as much, um, and he just was like. You, know, you don't know why you like some of these. Like, that's the nice thing about Summer League, too. You go and you're like, I don't, like, I know you on paper, <laughs> but I don't know who you are. And you kind of just watch and, like, weird yeah. guys stand out to you. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it was that maybe that first game where he just tried two, like, extremely ambitious yes. dunks. Yes. Like, <laughs> I mean, he was, like, it wasn't like a free throw line dunk necessarily, but it was just, like, him going up against guys that were way bigger than him mm-hmm. and, like, I mean, it does speak to his character for sure. Um, the size is like I don't know. I, I just it, it, he's listed at six one. He looks kind of he somehow smaller than he that. seems. Yeah, and I don't mean that as like a take on his presence. <laughs> he has a large. He has yeah. a tall man's presence. But like watching him, that Warriors team especially, those were bigger guys. Not like bulky, but they were all like super tall. Mm-hmm. And there were multiple times where he just kind of like wiggled between dudes to like go for this flashy play that didn't really like pan out but he was trying he was trying pretty hard and he loves donaires which we talked about he loves donaires yeah was he a raptor fan growing up yeah yeah i think so i mean he played he didn't like he played college in the states and then he played i think a bit of high school there too but he's like you're from nova scotia yeah. what else do you that that must be tough explaining to people in the states that you're from nova scotia and then like because, like, people are always thinking, like, you know, Toronto is, like, in the outskirts or wherever, so. I think he's, like, the fourth basketball player. He would be the fourth to go pro from Nova Scotia. Okay. I think I read that somewhere, which That's surprised me. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he'd be definitely the first. <laughs> <laughs> of our generation. <laughs> yeah. Um. Who did you like? Watching from afar. I, I really like Terrence Davis. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's mm-hmm. kind of a cop-out answer because I think he was probably the most polished guy. But yeah, he was just good. Like that first game where he came in, he, come, he came off the bench, which I think was probably because I don't think he probably got a lot of reps or practice because he had just signed with the team. Mm-hmm. And he came off the bench. And in the first game, it was just so clear that like, um, you know, one of the biggest criticisms of the first two games when, was without Davis was like, there just isn't a cohesive structure. Mm-hmm. Um, you you kind of need a point guard. To, otherwise, it's just like it's just like a scrimmage. You just go back and forth. There's no. It's just pure chaos. Um, 
and Davis came in and he just like immediately was a guy who made most of the right decisions mm-hmm. and I just appreciated that a lot and also he was just like way better than most people there yeah and so I again I just appreciated um sort of the confidence he brought to the game he was also like guarding Aaron Holiday who at least uh, on paper looked amazing mm-hmm. uh, and then I checked like the stats afterwards he was like 5 of 26 and I was like wow Sweet. that was tough yeah. but um, Davis is he's really good and I don't want to say he's the next Fred because that's like a little bit too obvious of a comparison but I think I, I'm I'm just shocked I, I, I thought he was definitely someone that should have been drafted and yeah. he went undrafted and so I'm really happy the Raptors were able to sign him um, what did you see from Davis? The same kind of thing as you like it's interesting you said that because I think that the whole of summer league is chaos and scrimmage for the most part. And then you get these really bright, nice flourishes of dudes like Davis that come in and you're like, Oh, right. Like this is the kind of basketball someone just needs to like take charge and then they can, they can play this kind of basketball. But it's, it's what struck me like when he came in and the distinction I think was like before that you had a lot of guys sort of vying for spots and looking to see like how they can contribute and what they could do. But without anybody stepping up to lead, it's kind of all for nothing. I saw that a lot in the game they played against the Spurs team, mm-hmm. mostly because Lonnie Walker's incredible. He was killing Watching him play <laughs> and just being like, this is just like night and day. Yeah. Like, we should just, like, pack it in now. Though they did catch up, and they almost brought it back. But, That's like, right. that was, like, uh, upsetting. I was glad I wasn't wearing any Raptors paraphernalia during that game. I could just kind of duck my head and watch Lonnie do it. That's pretty bad, especially because we also got killed by Drew Eubanks. Yes. Who then randomly started, like, elbowing Chris Boucher in the balls. And it was just, I don't know. Why why would you do that in a summer league game? He, and that was, and he, he was had, like, two, well, too. I think he had, like, two flagrants during that game, which yeah. seems, like, unnecessary in the whole, like, vein of summer league. But Boucher was also someone who I feel like didn't really impress me okay. until, his like, maybe his last game. But okay. at first, he was just like, I don't know. He seemed like a completely, uh, completely outside of things. Like maybe a little bit out of step and a, like pretty hesitant. Okay, explain to me because I, I feel okay. like you were seeing a different. I think maybe it was just everyone was playing so poorly in the first two games <laughs> that I'm like, <laughs> Boucher is like hustling and yeah. getting like fouled on putbacks, and I was like, I appreciate you trying to win this game. Yeah, that's a nice way to put it, because at least he was making the shots, even though he was missing every single shot he was making. And he yeah. had, like, wide-open looks, and he yeah. was clanking them. So yeah. I maybe that was, like, my own unreasonable expectation. Um, you know, same with guys like Miller and just, like, dudes that you thought would maybe be playing a little bit more polished. Yeah. Um, but didn't really look that way at first at all. Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy Miller turned it around because the way he started was just like I, I don't I don't know what you're doing. Um, I, I yeah, I just thought like they those guys should have been a little bit better. But also, I mean, it, it's summer league, so it's like super hard to put expectations on these guys. Yeah. What about Hernandez? What about Dewan Hernandez, the best 59th pick since Mono Ginobili? <laughs> I, I like I can't I feel bad I can't offer any like actual insight because I don't I feel like to me he kind of got lost in the. In the chaos of Summer League. Why don't you talk about him? You seem like you really want to. I mean, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you I just, like lit up. <laughs> I just, I felt ridiculous at times because I was like pulling out QuickTime and like screen recording Dewan <laughs> Hernandez driving to the basket out of You're the corner. Like, what have I become? <laughs> and then after I did it, I was just like, I feel so like, it just feels wrong. I don't know. Like, it just feels like there's like a better way to 
this is not how life was intended to be lived. But um, I, I liked Hernandez. I thought he has he has enough skill that I thought again he should have been drafted a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, I was surprised by his mobility. At first, I thought he was just like a guy who just runs to the rim and, and dunks. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as sort of summer league went on, he started showing more power forward skills and a couple of dribble moves. And, um, I, I like his game. I thought him and Davis has a nice little two man game and, and the two of them are apparently roommates. So that, that's kind of cute. I like that. That's nice. Yeah. That's cute. It's just like, I like the idea of like them at G league camp talking to each other about like, Oh, we're going to make it into the league and this is what we're going to do. And then like making their big plans. And then they started running pick and rolls oh. and, and throwing lobs at each other at, at summer league, you know? It's a real, it's a real success story. What, what, um, what did you think of Hernandez up close? Again, like again, I wasn't really looking at him. I wasn't really watching him in the same way, and now I feel like I missed out on a great opportunity. But I will say, I do want to talk about how because I just thought of this when we we're talking about like how people look, like what stands out to you. It was extremely strange and it felt really weird to watch. Like I think it was the first game when Siakam and uh, Van Vliet showed up to Mm -hmm. support when you like even just their presence and the way they like stepped in and walked in compared to like the Raptors roster. And you think like Siakam was only like he was there like a year ago. You know what I mean? Like and like not just that, but like playing whatever kind of like camp he could last summer and just like what a difference almost a full year makes Mm -hmm. which gave me hope for guys like hernandez yeah (laughs) potentially i mean like that's like the very best case scenario right like you get yeah fred who's like fred's story is incredible i know and um like for him to show up and like for guys to look at him it's like this is what's technically possible like when a couple of guys talked about how you know they decide to sign on the raptors because the raptors have this great like track record of development what they're really talking about is like fred and pascal Mm -hmm. and a couple other guys too like the raptors really have developed a lot of those guys but those are the standout guys when you watch the finals and it's being told that like fred went undrafted signed like a training camp roster deal and then just kept winning new contracts and more minutes and more positions and then he goes to the finals and like outplays steph curry in game six so you know like that's (laughs) like a hollywood ending yeah and yeah it is kind of larger in life, but it also kind of made me feel optimistic about, you know, like, like you said, it's almost like that's like the full life cycle of a player. Um, and, you know, it's, it's seeing some of these guys like Hernandez, like maybe this is the first step in yeah. their journeys. And yeah, I, I think they're in the right place too. like, as you said, with another team. They're not really, they wouldn't be assured those minutes, but mm-hmm. like, especially with the way the Raptors team is looking for right. next season. You know, they're going to get, they're going to get that time and like not to oversimplify it, but it seems like it, that's really what it can take. Mm-hmm. You know, like guys like Siakam and Van Vliet, like if they didn't have the minutes, they wouldn't be at where they are now. And not just like throwaway minutes, like they got really crucial opportunities to, as you say, play, outplay Steph Curry. <laughs> We're still not over it. No, no, I'm going to be living <laughs> off that forever. Forever. <laughs> the way he was slashing threes in the fourth quarter of game six when like nobody else could score. Out of control. I know. Ridiculous stuff. <laughs> um But yeah, I don't know. Like Summer League is a treat and I feel like uh if you are a fan, it's really worth your time to go. And you can go at any time. I would recommend going maybe just after it started, when there's still a lot of teams there, but you miss the chaos of the first couple of days and it chills out a bit. 
people okay. kind of fall into a routine. But then if you go at the end, it's kind of a, a bummer because only like two teams are left. Yeah. And everybody else just goes home or it's just like partying in Vegas. Um, congrats to Bruno, by the way. Oh, my God. I can't believe Bruno is a two-time champion. I haven't yet seen a picture of him like tenderly like hoisting or like holding the trophy, but uh-huh. I'm, I'm waiting for that. Yeah, it would be tender the way he would hold that trophy. I just he's he's Shy, really like a baby of. grown yeah, up, he and he's like, like a baby. He's like packed on muscle. He's yeah. grown like a mustache. Yeah, it's I'm I'm very proud. It's of finally Bruno. happening. He's growing up. It only took like ten years. Yeah, Masai <laughs> literally had to like shape him from like an embryo mm-hmm. into this like, somewhat functioning <laughs> basketball player. So I'm really proud of him. Also, you know, shout out to the Grizzlies. They take care of our former Raptors. Yeah, I have to say I did want to see the Nets in that finals the brooklyn nets became my favorite summer league team in a strange turn of events yeah so explain um it seemed like you had a certain affiliation with jared allen affiliation and extreme affection for yes yeah i love jared uh like i loved jared this year last year even before he was getting big time minutes like he was this year there's just something about him he's one of those kinds of like i was saying if you like picking weird standout players that you don't know why you like them. Summer League is also a good reason to go do that. But okay. Jarrett was, for me, that all along. Um, and I didn't really get the complaint that people were saying, like, what's he doing? Like, why would he play in Summer League? Like, it's not worth his time. But it absolutely is worth his time because the team that he's about to step onto next season's Nets is so drastically different mm-hmm. from the one he just played. If you want to think of, like, it's almost like it's like what happened to the Raptors last season. You know, like you have these guys that are you're just kind of developing and are getting a lot of time. And then you add a. St- in our case, it was just one star. In their case, they're getting two. Right. And like Jarrett wants to I think he just wants to like maximize his potential and his growth and development. But mm-hmm. it went a little off track. But he <laughs> at Summer League, it was just like extremely cool to see him lead that team and play that kind of basketball. I really like Claxton, too. He was just, like, kind of looked like a little deer, like a bit lost sometimes, like a little fawn. Okay. Extremely fragile, <laughs> but very strong. Um, and I don't know. They just, like, they, they had these, like, extreme, like, bursts of energy that seemed completely uncontrolled. There was a lot of falling down, uh, but they would recover really quickly and just, like, I don't know. They just had the most energy. It was impossible not to watch them in ways that I kind of wish. Like Zion only played for like, what, seven minutes, I think. And then he was done. Yeah. But in that time, like I know the hype was up, but like I wasn't like blown away. Yeah, he had that one play where he ripped the ball away from, I think, Kevin Knox and then dunked it. And that's He dunked like, a lot. That's cool. That's what he did. He dunked. And it, that was cool. But... You know, guys like Zion, we don't have to talk too much about RJ because I feel like it's sad. But he got better throughout the tournament. I thought, uh, yeah, he was okay in that game against the Raptors. I, I, I'm hopeful for him, but yeah, it is very clear what he wants to do in the basketball court. Again, these guys are all—it's crazy how good they look in college, and then like they even get to a summer league level, and mm-hmm. it's like, no, you got to rethink everything. Yeah, and that must be so <laughs> hard for these guys. It, you know? Yeah, but, totally. And you can tell the guys that are comfortable, like kind of taking the knocks, and are like, okay, I got to reformulate something. Versus yeah. the guys that seem like adrift and like super lost when that when they those hits come, like yeah. they don't know what to do. Um. But yeah, like the the that Nets team was just like a band of weirdos, like a total pack of freaks, and cool. that's why I liked them a lot. <laughs> Damn. 
The hipster <laughs> summer league team. This is like peak, I know. peak basketball Twitter. And I usually hate the Nets. Yeah. So I'm just like, what's happening to me? Summer league like, changed me. That's good. No, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 this makes me really much want to go to summer league. I hope I'm selling I, it. They I didn't loved, pay me. I love the G League. <laughs> and um, that was a Mississauga. So, you know. If you I, I like, like yeah, like if this. you if you've had a good time at the at the at a Raptors nine five game in luxurious uh, and exotic Mississauga, yes, you're gonna love summer league in Las Vegas. Okay. Um, <laughs> any particular sights and sounds from your walking about being in the general vicinity? Because as you mentioned, there's lots of coaches, executives. Mm-hmm. We saw like tons of former, like not former Raptors, but current Raptors. Rondé, Stanley Johnson being there. Pat McCaw being there, mm-hmm. Masai, mm-hmm. the whole Tannenbaum crew was there, yeah. which was a little strange. Yes. Not sure why. Yeah. Maybe they were just like, let's go to Vegas. And Masai was like, yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Whatever. Nick Nurse was there. Nurse Not was coaching there. this time. Nurse was on my flight down. Okay. I will tell a little tidbit because I first, our flight was delayed two hours. So I'm not suggesting Nick maybe took a stroll to a airport bar, but I'm not, not suggesting that because... He was so low, and I like I heard his voice at, at like the gate when we were going aboard, and I was like, "That guy sounds a lot like Nick Nurse." But like, what are the ch- like? That's so obvious. Like that, what would the chances be? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he had a hat on. I couldn't see that it was like a Nick Nurse branded hat, so I didn't know. Had no idea. Was it? Was he wearing the NN hat? No, but oh, okay. he turned around, and I noticed he was wearing his guitar, which is like Nick. Uh... If you're trying to like travel under the radar. No, you're not. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> and he, he had these huge mirrored blue aviator sunglasses on, which, again, like not trying to be inconspicuous at all. So, yeah, I saw Nick Nurse. <laughs> okay. Nick Nurse is low-key swaggy. I've done like a complete 180 on him. Because when he got hired, I was like, this is a very uninspiring hire. It felt very much like the Raptors were looking at everybody totally. other than Nick Nurse. Yes. And they're like, fine, we'll hire you, Nick. That's exactly how I felt. And then, like, throughout the playoffs, he just makes a bunch of great moves. And then he plays the Arkells concert. And, like, respect Nick Nurse. Yeah. He's uh, making some, he's feeling pretty good this summer, I have to say. Did he play the guitar at all during the plane ride? No, he was in first class. I was not. You uh, were in first class? No, I wasn't. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry sorry to burst everybody's bubbles about what your impression is of me and how I travel. I don't know why I thought Nick Nurse would be traveling economy. No. Yeah. No. No. He was definitely first class. And when I stepped onto the plane, he was mid, um, like almost it sounded like a pep talk in a scrum to one of the flight attendants about a winner's mentality. (laughs) All right. Are you you being serious? Yes. Okay. Wow. I think they must have been like... The, What's going on? The way I would frame it was maybe like, oh, they they asked him, like, how do you do it? Or something like that. Oh, okay, very, okay. Like, They're talking about basketball. But something basketball. But oh. he was saying, like, it's a winning... It's, you got to have a winner's mentality. It's more than the game. And, like, he was really going into it. And I, again, was like, Nick, you're not trying to, like, keep a low profile. Yeah. <laughs> at all. I think he loves the fame. I think he does, too. Yeah. He seemed pretty into it. Um, yeah. I just hope. I mean, you know what? Honestly, I just hope all these guys have championship summers because, like, they are. You know, this is kind of the next topic. Like, yeah, because of like Kawhi leaving, and I guess Danny Green leaving, and also Phil Handy leaving. Um, it's just like it kind of truncated the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Like, at least for a lot of people's experience, it's sort of like, all right, so that ha- the championship is won. Let's win the next championship of keeping Kawhi, and mm-hmm. like that didn't happen. And so 
people aren't celebrating it as much because they don't feel confident that there's a title defense. And, like, I don't know. I think that's kind of ridiculous. What about you? Yeah, I, I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. I mean, I had so many people, like, who, who like, approached me so tenderly while I was there. Like, a, like I had a relative just die about mm. losing Kawhi. Like, that seemed to be – they were just like, how are you doing? How's everyone in Toronto? It's like – Toronto's fine. Like, I think most everybody, people were sad, but yeah. everybody's like grateful and like really happy. At least I feel like that is the sentiment I've seen and is still lasting. But it was extremely funny. But then the immediate next thing people wanted to talk about was how the Raptors were no longer going to be even like a regular season contender, which I was like, you know. Have you Pump seen the, the regular breaks. season? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, also, I'm still not convinced that the East is really looking that stacked in ways that the Raptors can't deal with. It feels like most of the East teams got worse, yes. save for a couple. Yeah. On and paper, like, the Nets are better. Sure. But Durant's not going to play this year. And they're going to take a little while to figure their shit out. And then who else? Like, Boston's trash. Boston is garbage. Trash. and Their front court is garbage. Yeah. Yeah. It's a mess. And I want to say that people who last year were like, Boston's amazing. Do it. Last year I was like, this team's trash. Like, prove it yeah. to me. And they didn't. Yeah. And who else do we have? The Wolves are a mess. Sixers got worse. Sixers. The Sixers have no guards. Yeah, the Sixers are like fine again on paper, but like they don't have it. Like they cannot play together. No. Um and then like the Bucks got slightly worse. The Bucks, like, yeah. Brogdon's pretty important to what yeah. they did. And then like no literally no one else sticks out. So yeah. I don't know how you can say you lose, like, Kawhi and Danny, you're like, what is this team? It's like, this is the Raptors team all along that mm. has made it to the playoffs. Once we get there, that's a different story. But actually, it's better because you've still got, like, a Saul. is playing, like, better than he has, like, probably since he left OKC. Yeah, definitely. Lowry's amazing. Yeah. Pascal. We already talked about Pascal and Fred. Yeah. Like, I'm not worried at all. Yeah, I mean we have Terrence Davis. Like, yeah, we got. I don't. And Stanley. Kawhi who you know? And Stanley. <laughs> Stanley Johnson has Johnson. the same body, maybe as Kawhi. So it's getting there. Yeah. yeah. Just really have to work him out extremely hard this summer. Yeah, <laughs> he can do it. We're, we believe in you, Stanley. No, no, no pressure. Yeah, at all, no but, pressure. Uh, yeah, we expect you to replace Kawhi. I mean, I, I just, I don't know. I, I think the mentality of, like, the Raptors sort of falling apart. Like, I could see the case for it, and I could definitely see the case. If some people want to rebuild, that's fine. Like, I understand where people are coming from. Um, but I think at the same time, it's just, like, most of the people that, like, thought of the Raptors were like, okay, this is Kawhi carrying the team. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's, like, it was definitely true for a large portion of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought the entire Sixer series was Kawhi just willing them past the finish line and, like, Basically, halfway through that Bucks series, like, at least through Game 3, it was just Kawhi who was doing anything. But then, like, to to talk about, like, just Kawhi, only Kawhi carrying the team, like, it kind of discounts, like, what the rest of these guys did to win the title. Because, like, I mean, the Milwaukee series, the last three wins were all team efforts. Mm-hmm. Like, you needed great games from Mark, you needed great games from Serge, Fred, Norm, Kyle to like get past that series yeah and, then, and like simultaneously exactly yeah. and working as a like great together as a team defense as a team and then the same thing in the the Warriors series like you know pascal was amazing in game one like he was the main reason they won game one and kyle was amazing in game six and surge had amazing like moments throughout that entire finals run so like you know 
it's just kind of discrediting. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to see any credit taken away from the Raptors because I feel like all these guys really deserve it. Absolutely, and but I mean, like I get it, and I, I but like you said it perfectly. It's people who just started watching the Raptors when they had Kawhi that are now like, well, now they're going to fade back into obscurity because they lost him. So I'm not going to watch them anymore. But like people who've been watching all along, mm-hmm. you know what's up. Yeah. And yeah, like I don't think I think everyone in Toronto. And everyone who's a fan of the Raptors should continue to bask in the glow of a championship win and like not get too stressed out. I, yeah. What I like about going, this new season is it sort of feels like a tryout. Like we've got a bunch of new pieces, gonna see how they work. Yeah, and like don't forget that's what Masai's the best at. Yeah, he's really good at doing that. Yeah, at some point you just have to trust that like the Raptors are are good. Like good. We're, we're we're in a good spot. Yeah. I think. If you take, if you just strip away like the context of like, okay, so they lose Kawhi and Danny, and if you just look at the roster on paper and compare it to like most rosters the Raptors have ever had in franchise history, like this is like the top five roster, yeah, still, and that's you Absolutely. know without Kawhi and Danny Green, so um, yeah, it sucks that they didn't stay. They should have stayed, but they yeah, they should have stayed. I will say the one sore point I do have is still when because I got that news like. I was, like, literally getting into bed in Vegas, extremely jet-lagged and tired after, like, the first day. And an earthquake. So I was like, this was a very dramatic day. This news isn't coming down today. It did. Um, Did you feel like you were going to die during an earthquake? Be honest. It was extremely scary. How could it not be? It's an earthquake. If people remember, in, like, southern Ontario, there was an earthquake maybe six years ago. But it was, like, two seconds long. It was, like... Oh, yeah, actually... You were, like, something shook, and you were, like, it could have been a truck going by. Like, it didn't feel... This was the first earthquake I've ever been in. And it was fucked up. It was extremely scary. Uh Uh-huh. I was sitting with Blake and Ryan Wolstead from The Sun, and we were sitting in our, like, stadium seats, which... I was like, oh, this is weird. Who's shaking the bleachers underneath us? In my mind, I pictured like we were in these like rickety old bleacher seats that had been like just set up for that game. And there was a tunnel underneath and someone was down there shaking them. And we all were like, yeah, who's shaking the seats? And then we looked around and we're like, no, these are like stadium seats in concrete. Yeah. And then we looked up at the Jumbotron over the court, which was swinging like back and forth like a pendulum. That's terrifying. And then only did we really clue in when people who knew better than us, probably most of them from California, started to stream up toward the exits. And they stopped the game and we were like, oh, shit, it's an earthquake. And it was still going. So and then they came on and the announcer was like, don't leave. Like, shelter in place, basically. There's the, no, the Matt Dellin of the championship yeah. parade speech. He's, he's kind Look, of sounded people, like Matt. People got shot, but, like, let's just relax, yeah. all right? The Raptors still on the title. Down. He, actually, it worked on me because I was like, he's right. What could happen? But the fucked up thing about earthquakes is, like, you can't run away from them. Yeah. They're just happening to the ground under you. So that was pretty messed up. What's worse was being in the States where the coverage is like fear all the time. Mm. So watching it on the news later, people were like, well, you know, we thought the earthquake that happened two days ago was the main event. But then this happened. And then with like big earthquakes, there could be tremors leading up to it. And the earthquake only qualifies as the biggest event. So they were like, you know, there's about a 98% chance there's going to be an even bigger earthquake in the next three days. Oh, okay. But it was like based on nothing. Of course, I knew that like like in my head. But watching right. the news, like Fox News go off was like... American news is just aggressive. 
no yeah. matter which channel you want to go yeah. to, it's just it's too much. So yeah. and then I was like intermittently going to like try and find Woj on ESPN. So I was like fell asleep with the knowledge that Kawhi had left and my hotel might fall and mm-hmm. crush me during the night. So I was kind of like, we'll and you're going to die in Vegas. See if I wake up tomorrow. That's. <laughs> I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm happy we all stuck it out, but that yeah. must have been the. It was not tough. a great. Not a great. It was tough. Anyway. The only thing I still feel a bit sore about is that the whole narrative around Kawhi staying was that we could potentially keep him if it was like a two-year or a one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Then we had yeah. a chance. And then the rumor or whatever was like, no, he wants to go somewhere for five years. I was yeah. like, all right, we're going to have a harder time sure. competing with that. And then in the end, he just took the two-year deal. Yeah. <laughs> and Which his like big it- secret piece was Paul George. Like, Yeah. I will also say some summer league intel. I met some agents and I, I asked Ooh. a few of them. I was like, "People love this insider talk." I hope so. It's good. Turn up your turn up your headphones. Crank it. Anyway, I was like, asked a couple of them. I was like, you know, like, can you tell me, like, did anyone know that that was his cell? Like, it's Paul George or nothing. Mm-hmm. And they all, without fail, were like, absolutely not. Anybody who tells you they do is a fucking liar. Like, mm-hmm. that's the most. Like a lot of them are like, this is the craziest thing I've ever heard. That it like all hinged apparently on Paul George. So, yeah. If you felt as baffled uh, as me, then feel good because you're in good company. Yeah. Also, all the reporting of like he called Paul George and was very persuasive. Like I can't imagine Kawhi calling someone and then like pushing them that hard. But to do, do you anything, think it would be know? that hard to persuade Paul George? Paul George seems a little bit like, you, yeah. I he's think like, you could easily. Oh, you want me to go to L.A. and leave OKC? Done. Yeah. It's like, oh, Kawhi's coming. Ah, that's great. I mean, it's like, this bonus, sounds nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, yeah, damn. It's really awkward because, like, not to get super messy, but, like, um, Paul George used to date Doc Rivers' daughter. Oh. And then. I didn't know this piece of tea. Cheated on her. Oh. <gasps> And impregnated someone else. And so now he plays for Doc Rivers. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. That's awkward. That's awkward as hell. That's really awkward. And I'm not even trying to be messy. I'm just saying that's 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 just hard to deal with. Like, you're going to look the coach in the the eye and Doc is going to have to be like, listen, you're coming off the bench behind um, Mo Harkless (laughs) for what you did to my family. (laughs) And I think he would be totally in the right to do that for a few games. Yeah, definitely. Payback for PG. That's messy. That's going to implode at some point. Yeah. For sure. You guys can look this up. This is like readily reported. This is many years ago. I'm impressed. I feel like uh, I didn't know you were reading the gossip. Yeah, I keep my ear to the ground. I like it. (laughs) I know what's going on. Anyway. um, Yeah, I mean, look, I, I just think that just based on like how sort of emotionally draining it was like after summer league finally ended when the Raptors lost to the Sixers and PJ Dozier in summer league, I looked back and I was like, how many games were in preseason? There were um, five Mm -hmm. and there were 82 games in the regular season, 24 in the playoffs and like five during summer league. And when it had all done, it was like, you look back on it, you're like, it's 116 games over 10 months. And you're just like constantly thinking and like, Breaking down the Raptors, talking about the Raptors, writing about the Raptors, making videos about the Raptors, tweeting about the Raptors, and when when it's all when it's all over, it's just like this is a, such a crazy emotional toll. Yes, and especially the playoffs being like you know the playoffs really do feel like three games of just like stress and you know anxiety and also uh, exhilaration things like that. So 
you know, after you put yourself through all that, like, you really got to let yourself enjoy it to the, the the best of your ability. And, like, it's really just on you. Like, yeah. you choose how much you enjoy something. A hundred percent. Yeah. I think also, like, pat yourself on the back because as Toronto fans, like, we don't have that kind of stamina. No. We're not used to basketball going that long. No. We had no idea how to throw a parade. Mm-mm. That was yeah. one of the worst executed parades I've ever seen. Not great city planning. There was Absolutely. no barricades. No. They were just like, we'll just trust that everybody's got everybody's best interests and maybe like 20 people are going to show up. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, the, the parade, yeah, the parade was its own mess, mm-hmm. but like good intentions. But yeah, like I think if, if you feel, I feel kind of weird this week, but then I realize it's the first week where there's no basketball. Yeah, it's great. There's nothing. But then I kind of feel like what's missing. But it's that's like a kind of a crazy thing to feel. So it's good to take a breather. Yeah, that's true. Um, and the Raptors sure are. They're taking some championship vacations. Yeah, let's before we go to break and go take some Twitter <laughs> questions. You write an excellent column. Thank you. Um, and you track basically what players are what players are doing on vacations. So, uh, what are some of the Raptors doing on vacation? Okay. Surge in particular. Surge? Like Surge is having the best hot girl summer ever. Surge is, yeah, Surge is living a hot girl summer. So, yeah, I write a column called NBA Summer Vacation Watch uh, where I compile and and arbitrarily rate the summer vacations of NBA players because they're all amazing, so there's no point in rating them, really. Uh, of the Raptors, I will say Surge went on vacation immediately, like yes. days after winning the title he went to venice he was there with his daughter he was chilling in italy then his daughter left and he was just like i like it that he makes it seem like he's alone but he's got all these beautiful photos being taken of him at all times funny Mm -hmm. videos he's always dancing yeah doing his little dances so somebody's there capturing it all he does do his little dances he does that's the best description of what search does yeah and he has one specific little dance and i know everybody's thinking of it Uh um anyway he went to then he went to Greece. He cruised around the Greek islands. He was always just like in a new bucket hat. He saw. I hope everybody saw <laughs> he the does picture. Have a lot of yeah, bucket hats. He's got a lot. He's got like velvet ones, terry cloth ones. He's got your classic kind of like khaki looking ones. Yeah. But he, I don't know. I want to know like if he packed one bag of bucket hats, <laughs> or if he's just getting them. As he like goes, a shaped bucket hat and nerd, just like all <laughs> yeah. stacked. He's like, "This will be my carry-on. I can't check this bag." <laughs> That's amazing. Um, you saw. I hope everyone saw the picture of him with his triangular, mm-hmm. tiny sunglasses on. That's a fashion statement. Yeah. 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 He's like experimenting with some fashion, which is why I think he's having a real hot girl kind of summer because right. he's just like unapologetic. Um, Good. Anyway, he. I guess he's technically off vacation in that he was lately posting that he's in the gym, but he's in Spain, so I don't really trust that he's not going to take another vacation soon. Yeah. Um, who else? Lowry went away immediately after two, also to Spain. I only know that because he was tweeting with... Not, oh, yeah, because someone lost his They bag. lost his yeah. bags. So they lost his family's bags, unfortunately, but we didn't see any evidence. You know he got the bags back, but you didn't see any evidence of where they went. But okay. I hope that... That was from, like, Serge and Mark talking up Spain. And maybe they were like, hey, why don't you go stay at one of my villas? I hope so. Yeah. That would be, that'd be the most Mark thing to do. I think so. Yeah. He's so generous, you know? He does seem like the most emotionally and he just seems very generous. In general. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and then probably the most awkward vacation was Norman Powell went to uh, Spain, and I feel like he right. behaved a little bit like um, maybe Marcus All is like secretly an Airbnb host. I don't I, he know. might be. He might be. Maybe he like struck a deal with the the tourism board of Spain. Sure, yeah. it's like please accept my whole team. Um, but Powell was kind of like a, like you know when kids like go on a gap year. Yeah, that's sort of like how he was behaving, and he was like. You would think he'd be like, you know, go to some nice restaurants, like go out to nice places. He was going to like trash foam parties. He was eating some wild looking food, but he was extremely impressed by all of it. He posted one picture of like a tray, just like a, sh- a shitty aluminum tray with like bread, slices of plain rye bread. Okay. Not toasted, not buttered, nothing on them. Whole tomatoes on the tray. <laughs> okay. And I think the caption was like, they just do it different over here. And he thinks he's like... What's different about that? That's a Fortino's That's what I was like. I think you're getting punked by like some Spanish hospitality. But he's like, he was having like a pretty good Euro trip. He had fun, but I I wish he could have like done it up a little bit better, you know? Okay. Pascal was on vacation. Pascal was, yeah. Oh, yeah. thank you. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Pascal was on vacation. He was in the Caymans, I believe. Um, cool. A lot, on a lot of boats. Posing. Was Yak with him? No, not that I saw. That's so sad. But maybe he showed up. I really hope so. Me too. Like, with like a lot of sunscreen. I but, like, I really hope touch. so. Yeah. Yeah. But he seemed like he was reading a lot of menus. So it was like in stark contrast to Powell's vacation. Because I okay. think Pascal was eating some nice meals. I hope so. Reclining on boats. Looking extremely happy at all times, um, but that's it. Usually, we, get, we you, you'll get a couple more. I'd be mm-hmm. curious to see more from like Larry. Larry was in a golf tournament with like Vince Carter and Andre Iguodala. Yeah, uh, it really cemented the fact that oh yeah, Larry's kind of old when yeah. he took that picture with those guys. But he looked the youngest. I mean, he is. He the is. Youngest. I know, yeah. but he like young at heart and in yeah. his face. Um, but I think that's it, Fred. I need to see Fred go on vacay before the summer's out. Right. I need to see Serge go back on vacation. Mm. Danny's been. Danny, I guess Danny's been doing his like camps yeah. across Canada. Danny got which is cool. Robbed. <laughs> he got robbed. Yeah, that's that's really unfortunate. I feel bad that he I, got robbed. I in Vancouver, of all places. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, if you want to get robbed, I guess that's the way someone just comes into your place and you don't get in a confrontation. It's yes. like the least. Yeah. yeah. So the gentle is robbing. That's it. I don't know. I'm happy okay. to keep everyone posted. You can uh, subscribe and follow the summer vacations as they come. I highly suggest it. It is it's great. It's not and it's not just Raptors players. To be it's, clear, yeah. it's the entire NBA. It's the entire so NBA, and there's an award given out at the end of this every summer, the Summer Vacation Watch MVP. So there's no strong contenders as of yet. Last what about year, Surge. Surge is up there. He's got to be top five. He's it, like it all can't hot like girl summer. Just be, but it, right now, I guess it could just be Surge. But I hope, you know, he needs some competition. What about Jimmy Butler? I feel like he always Last year, up. it was Jimmy Butler. Yeah. The year before that, it was Patty Mills. So okay. that's like some big, you know, shoes to fill. Vacation okay. shoes to fill. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. 
Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. All right, so look, look, <laughs> definitely read that newsletter. Um, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to take on Twitter questions. Welcome back to the second half of Raptors Over Everything. Katie is still here. We are taking Twitter questions. We got like 40 plus questions so we can't get to all of them hopefully um we will try to get as to as many as possible but if we don't get to them i will try to circle back and answer them on twitter first one is from john um friend of alex alex's right hand man uh what's the raptor slogan for next year we're done with we the north right are you done with we the north i was never like on board with we the north to begin with what i don't know it was so much branding but we kind of It was like an it. ad campaign. It was an ad campaign, but it was like one of those, like, you know, it drove a revolution. Yeah. Commercially. How about we're still here? <laughs> That's not a good slogan. <laughs> That's not a good slogan. <laughs> What's yours? What oh, would I, yours thought that be? Was a, I thought that was a slogan. No. What's, What's yours? Because <laughs> you said it in a way that was like, is that the slogan? No. Okay. Um, I like We the North. I think it, yes, it is commercial, but it does touch on a sentiment I think that was pre-existing in the fan base. Mm-hmm. So to sort of galvanize that sort of like we're outsiders, it's like it's kind of corny, but also I, I think a lot of people identify with it. So like I, I'm, I'm it's the least corny cool. way to phrase it, right? Rather yes. than being like Canada's team, national basketball, like that's yeah. that's more corny than yeah, we the North. It's okay, but I agree with you. It's like I agree with you reader the john john you need something new it feels a little bit fatigued shout out john he has cool t-shirts you know like the the t-shirts where you like roll up the sleeve a little bit like he does that like he just does that to his tees yeah a couple times i've seen it (laughs) i've I've only met john a couple times he's a cool guy though. that's cool yeah i I love a i love a casual sleeve roll yeah there we go no i'm keeping with the north man i'm sorry john uh next one from matt Best championship memorabilia, and he put this in as a as a poll for some reason. Okay, which I maybe it was like an efficient use of space because you got to do that on Twitter. But also, <laughs> this thing only has two votes, which is the <laughs> fewest number of votes I've seen for any poll on oh, Twitter no. ever. But uh, Matt's four options for this poll for best championship memorabilia: number one, frame picture of the shot; number two, Lowry and Kawhi jersey; number three, team photo with the chip; and number four, other. Are these things that he he wants made? Or they exist. Or it's like theoretically. I thought it was going to be like the hat, if the you shirt. Can ha- if you can have one of these three, of the frame picture of the shot, a Lowry slash Kawhi jersey, or a team photo with the championship. I guess a jersey? I mean, I was planning to get a Lowry jersey yeah. next year anyway with the little gold band. Ah, oh, that's true. If they keep the, the living red jersey, my favorite jersey. But I don't know that they will. But I guess I'll say jersey. Yeah. I think that's probably the correct answer here. I mean, shout out to Lids, who I think 
made more money than they ever have in the entire history yes. of lids. Every single person in Toronto has one of those hats now. I have one. Yeah? Yeah. I saw it. You, you posted on Twitter recently. Yeah. I have the hat. I got the shirt, finally. Okay. NBA store. It really took its time. But I went out and got the hat like the next day. So shout yeah. out lids. Shout out lids. I'm never going to wear a hat because my head's too big. But uh, <laughs> other people, uh, I have to say, enjoy it's a hats. very big hat. It's a tall hat. Okay. It might, I should have brought it. Mm. It might fit you. You know, a lot of people say that to me, but then they're like, wow, it didn't fit. And I'm like, <laughs> I feel worse. So um, I'm going to keep it there. Jeff asks, where do you see the Raptors finishing in the Eastern Conference? Over, under. Okay, I guess these are three questions. So okay. where do you see the Raptors finishing the Eastern Conference? After everything we just said, fuck it first. 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 Wow. Over Milwaukee? Yeah. I feel like Milwaukee's a very good regular season team. I saw Boldenhoser at Summer League. He looked defeated. <laughs> he looks like a sad balloon. He did. Exactly. Yeah. He did. <laughs> I got all time. A sad balloon. <laughs> I hope Nick Nurse saw him and just was like, yeah. He probably did. Yeah. He crept up into the like people seats. He didn't. He didn't. Sing. Yeah, he just crept up into the bleachers. Wow. Anyway. Wow. Yeah. First. Um. Okay. That's 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 <laughs> optimistic. I would say third. More maybe realistic. fourth. Oh. Very close between third and fourth. Yeah. But like home home court in the first round. That's not bad. What are you thinking, Milwaukee? I think Milwaukee definitely wins the conference mm-hmm. regular season wise, and then. I think one of Indiana or um, I did forget about or the or Philadelphia Pacers. I think we'll beat Philly. Pacers are going to be a wild card. Pacers are yeah a bit of a wild card because I don't think Oladipo returns until midway through the season. So yeah. I I doubt like they were an average team. Yeah. Um, after Oladipo left, so maybe not them. I don't really know. The East is not very good. I don't think the Sixers are going to win that many regular season games because, like, I just don't think that the team fits mm-hmm. and they might make a trade. So, who knows? But we're winning the Atlantic Division. That's for sure. You know what? <laughs> if they yeah, hang that banner up. Again. I would actually like that. I would like that. <laughs> I don't care that we won a title. It doesn't matter. We're still hanging Atlantic Division banners. I want it. We're counting everything. Okay, <laughs> Jeff had two more questions. Over under Pascal Siakam points per game this season twenty two point five. You look so stressed. It's just a random Twitter question. I guess I'm really trying to consider it. What would you say? I would say over. Only because he has to take so many shots that I think he gets to 23 points. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to get better. I just, you know what? I don't like these kinds of questions. Sorry. But I feel like, you know, you know I never want to jinx someone's ceiling. And there's so much talk around him. Like, what's his ceiling? Has he hit it? And I don't think he has. So I'll say over. Okay, good. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to, the Raptors going to be the number one seed. The Pascal has to score 23 I points. mean, if they're going to take the Atlantic banner, he's yeah. got to he's gotta score. And then over <laughs> under OG Ananobi points for 14.5 that one i'm gonna solidly say under he's gonna be the fifth option i'm gonna say over over i wow. think og's gonna have the year this year that he was meant to have last season okay and he's kind of one year behind everybody he's one year away from oh. his championship if you want to look at that okay his championship year <laughs> okay He's chasing. I hope so. Me too. I hope so. Yeah. I did recently like write a whole piece about OG and then like did a bunch of like video cuts of just like OG 
making impressive moves to go to the basket. And I was like, this made me feel a lot better. Did you just do that for yourself? I mean, I, want, I wanted some Twitter clout, but also I did it for myself. Nice. And like, I watched like all of his made baskets, which you can do on NBA stats, like the video box or whatever. You just go to all the makes and you're like, this is the best player ever. He never misses. And like, <laughs> he had some impressive moves and I put it all together and I was like, wow, this is like five minutes worth of video. So I'm, uh, I'm, all, I, I would like OG to take the next step, but I, I think realistically, if he can be a starter and just stay healthy and hit like forty percent of his threes, like mm-hmm. that'd be pretty good. They're pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of questions. Any chance OG can develop to be better than Kawhi by around game nineteen? Oh, oh, it's That's, nice of you. Don't ever let that feeling go. <laughs> Championship vibe. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, game nineteen. Why that one, too? It's I don't so, know. It's so super specific. specific. <laughs> uh, Joe asked, do you think Masai will go back on his word and try to get assets by trading Gasol, Ibaka, or Lowry? Um, I don't... Hmm. I would never say Masai would go back on his word, but I also think Masai, if an opportunity arises, Masai is an extremely shrewd and smart GM, as we know. But mm. I have to stand firm on the fact I don't think he will... I don't think he would trade away Lowry until this season's actually done. I don't want to see Lowry in another jersey. I absolutely don't at all, and I don't yeah. even want to talk about it. But the question was asked. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I think you give it till like January, see what the team is. Mm-hmm. If the team is like twenty four and twelve, you're like, all right, cool. We're gonna keep this team together. It's fine. If the team is like, you know, eighteen and nineteen, you're like, well, something. Something you got to move some pieces. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, then, even then, I could still argue for the case to keep Lowry around. And, you know, it's just really which one of these guys do you feel comfortable on resigning? Because, like, that's, that, that's the guy you don't trade. But then the other guys, yeah, you, you, it's just basic, um, you know, roster management. You got to have to mm-hmm. get something for these guys before they leave. Um, this one from Elvis with Damar rocking cornrows. Do you see the picture today? I did see it. So he, he got cornrows. They're not as, uh, I don't know. It doesn't look as natural on him as it does on Kawhi, but Kawhi's like also had them forever. But he tried it, but I have to say that I saw it for the first time because now uh, it seemed like, you know, in this afternoon, every NBA player got the face filter app, the old one. Okay, yeah. So everybody's making themselves look extremely old, but that was the first time I saw him <laughs> With cornrows, okay. with also the old filter on his face. Did you think that was part of the old filter? I, was like, maybe you get at, a, initially. Cornrows with it. It's just like I don't know if it like fits him in like sixty years. Yeah. I, I so mean, I if need he still to has see hair like that in sixty years. That's pretty true. impressive. Yeah. But I need to see a picture of him now with the hair. Him now, his regular face. Okay. I will. I will look. <laughs> I'll pull that up. But um, he said, with DeMar rocking cornrows and more players soon to adopt Kawhi's signature look, which of the Raptors would you like to see sporting Kawhi-style cornrows for the upcoming season? Is that true? Like, people are going to – I don't know that people will do that. That uh, yeah, guys I, I will do that. I don't think that's uh, what it is either. But. What's more like, likely? Uh, who Basically, who would you like to see on the Raptors wear cornrows? I'm trying to think of who has, like, the goofiest kind of hair, and then I would like to see them do it. There's really not that many contenders. Everybody's got some cropped hair. Oh, yeah, it looks better than when he looked ancient. I have to say, respect. Yeah. They look. The spacing looks very big. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, Damar's not known for spacing, so like. <laughs> oh no. Uh, Maybe OG. I think OG would look cool. Yeah, I think OG cornrows. would actually look cool. I like the fact that Car- so the reason Kawhi wears cornrows in the first place, it is raining like crazy right now in Toronto. What is Whoa. going on? Um, the, the, I think it's cool that Kawhi. The reason he rocks cornrows is because he loved Carmelo growing up <laughs> as a kid, and he's like, "This is my tribute to Carmelo." I, I just like that. Yeah. Did he like Iverson too? He did. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. Your cornrow trifecta. He's kind of got a Carmelo game. He's just like way better than Carmelo. Added. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's also a. All right. So someone asked, Eric asked, is it too early to be calling Boucher the Canadian Kevin Durant? After what I saw at Summer League? Yes. Yeah. Sorry. What about Bruno? <laughs> Bruno. Bruno's got to set up like I think he, this Not is KD. That was what he was supposed to be, Brazilian KD. I think he's oh. probably set a record in, in for amount of summer league appearances. Baby Bruno, because there's like five. I let's just let Bruno be Bruno. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> he's had a journeyman career. He's a special career. dude. Yeah, he has in Vegas, just only Vegas. <laughs> Um, Sports Logic, do you think Stanley will end up playing the two and OG the three, and we can have a lineup that has more upside and length? Stanimal is our only lottery pick. Do you think he can still be who they thought he was going to be? Yeah, I kind of like I like that. I like how many minutes he's going to get on the wing because, like, Will's obsessed with the ring. It's just it's really there's nice so much to rain watch. right now. <laughs> um, I think that he's going to be a lot of fun. I think him and OG together, like, I do like that look for the Raptors. That's not something we've really seen. And they're, they're like, young, and, like, the energy mm-hmm. will be extremely different than Kawhi and Danny, obviously, playing those spots. Um, yeah, I like that. Okay. Give us some wingspan. I think they have to – there might be not enough shooting, <laughs> but I'm kind of intrigued by it. It depends on what – honestly, I think the Raptors kind of have to decide, like, what do we want OG to be? Like, yes. if you want him to be a 3 and D guy, then, like, I don't think that's necessarily the best lineup for him because, like, I think Stanley Johnson is also a 3 and D guy. But if you want, like, OG to be more of a creator, then, yeah, why not? you got, you got to ride through a lot of mistakes, mm-hmm. but you got to give him that chance. I want to see OG get, like, crafty this year. I want to see him pull okay. off some, like, I want to see him develop a signature spin move of his own. But it's not okay. a spin move. It's, like, whatever his will be. I feel like he, he has six, right now his signature move is going to the basket and then reverse dunking. He loves reverse dunking. Yeah. 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 He's so good at it. I, I, I just, I'm, I'm very hopeful for OG. But, um, but yeah, Stanley, I don't know. I think it's interesting. He has, like, some ball handling ability. Mm-hmm. You could tell, like, he used to be, like, uh, like a featured player. Yeah. And he got reshaped. Whereas, like, OG was clearly, like, he wasn't necessarily a featured guy. Like, in college, he was like, yeah, you're 3D and you do athletic stuff and you're, you're big and you're athletic and... You do a lot of good things, but you're not, like, handling the ball as much. Toronto is really flooding. This is... Every time I turn around, it's raining more. Yeah. Oh. Anyway. Anyway. Um, what else here? Do you think Boucher will get regular minutes in the Raptors rotation next season? Mm, no. I think with all the pieces they just picked up, I don't see where he fit. I want to see him, like, I want to see them try him out in the regular rotation. And I don't want to come across as a Boucher hater. I'm not. I mean, yeah. I, there's, a, there's a little bit. Boucher is like a little bit like if Bruno was more confident. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I think he'll do pretty well 
I think he'll do pretty well. Like if they can do what they did with Siakam with Boucher, like if he can go, if he can go between the teams at all, like get get some more development in, but also like get some like you know some good good minutes. Okay. Um, David asks, "You're at winners. You find a ten dollar authentic Raptors jersey, but you decide not to buy it. Whose name was on the back?" For me, this is definitely Terrence Ross. Terrence Ross is oh, no. has a lot of gear available at Winners. Like if you love Terrence, if you're Sean Woodley, you should go to Winners <laughs> right now. He's probably at Winners. He's, he, I mean, I, yeah, I don't want to judge Woodley, but I feel like he'd be like a winner shopper, you know? Yeah, yeah, like he would have a Winners card that he also uses at HomeSense. Um, but just for Ross, discount Ross jerseys. They have so much Terrence Ross like gear at Winners, or at least they did at the one that used to be here at Kings Bennett before they <laughs> tore it down to build an LCBO. Um, like Gravis Vasquez. <laughs> okay, that's a good pick. Yeah, I think that's mine. Where's Gravis? What's ten Gravis bucks doing? is a great price. There's very few jerseys I would not buy for ten dollars. That's actually that's a better question. What Raptor jersey would you not buy for ten dollars? Vasquez, wasn't that the question? Oh, was that the, uh, that's what the question? Yeah, you would buy a Ross jersey? No, I would not we buy wouldn't. a Ross jersey. No, I I, did, I was not a fan of what Terrence Ross did to me no. emotionally. Yeah, I wouldn't buy a Vasquez. I would absolutely even spend twenty dollars on a Psycho T jersey if I saw one. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Psycho T. Psycho T is like a exaggerated version of what Eminem was rapping about in Stan. <laughs> so he he scares me a little bit. I don't. I'm not spending ten dollars on that. Twenty, I said. That, I, definitely not spending twenty dollars. <laughs> Canadian dollars, whatever currency dollars. I'm not spending that. Um. Okay, well, this this we'll end up on this one. It's a little bit negative from Mingor Balls. If it's too negative, then we need to end on a positive. Okay, fine. Can you please tell me what's the point of oh, rooting for a hometown team? In Kawhi's case, is it a hometown thing or an LA thing? What's the point for us? Do you think is what this person means, or what's the point in Kawhi going home? I don't really know. It's I, up for interpretation. All right. My interpretation of Who this, knows what goes on in the mind of Mingor Balls? Mingor Balls. What, yeah. do you, what did you mean? But this is my interpretation of your question. Uh, uh-huh. I think that Kawhi has a really good chance to like do the exact same thing he did in Toronto, which would be very cool. Mm-hmm. Get the Clippers a ring while he's at home. And then we already said that like I think it's a little bit weird that the, the impression we had was if he went home, it would be for good. But now we see he's going to, you know, enter free agency again. Maybe he stays home. But I don't know. You never know what's going on in someone's life. That's kind of that's kind of like the bottom line. Mm-hmm. He he could have stayed here. It sounds like they just didn't have the assets or like couldn't give him what he wanted. I think for Kawhi, we don't we don't know that much about him. We really still know. Even we after don't. this whole free agency process. Yeah. But he does strike me as someone who has wanted to go home. There's like a yearning. <laughs> There's like a yearning yeah. in him. I feel like he just like felt like it was time. Like he just wanted to go home. And maybe he doesn't stay. And maybe he goes and plays somewhere else. But maybe he's going to wait for the Lakers to sort their shit out and then just like hop over there. That'd be fun. That would be That'd fun. That would be really fun. Like LeBron's just like done with that team. And then he's like, okay, I'll sign now. <laughs> That'd be sick, actually. I kind of hope that he just hops around and gives uh, rings to every team who has been in a drought and is deserving. Not every team. 
I, mean, I, don't, I don't think the Clippers are deserving. I like that Clippers team. They kind of remind me of like a Raptor style team. Mm. Not now because you couldn't say, say they have a fun. lot of like disparate pieces because now they have two good pieces. But you know, I like Patrick Beverly. I got I've gotten over my like disdain of Lou Williams even after all that weird stuff he said during the finals about Toronto. It's actually kind of incredible sometimes, or like like the lack of like self awareness sometimes. And I'm not saying that like he's wrong to say what he said. He, if he feels that like it was too big of a burden to go to like a CIBC and open an account was it's like, then that's fine. But I'm just like, <laughs> his complaint was literally like, I have too many millions of dollars in my giant wallet that has to contain both Canadian and U S currency, which is just like objectively a ridiculous complaint to me. And that he couldn't find a good cable package. I, I mean, there are people to help you with that. Like, yeah. Or just get like a nerdy friend to help you yeah. find some illegal streams. Yeah, definitely. If you don't want to pay for it, Lou Williams. Yeah, just go on Reddit NBA streams. Yeah, like, real like player, the rest you know? of us. All right, so that I guess I was a little negative. Let's go with last, this last one then from <laughs> Stephen A. Swish. Nice. Who, not, not bad, not bad. <laughs> who gets more burned this season, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson or Stanley Johnson? And who are you higher on? Higher? Ooh. I think on Stanley... Um, I think I've picked Stanley as an early favorite based on uh, his overall energy and photos I've seen of him wearing a shearling lined denim jacket. But he seems very stylish. Yeah, he does. Yeah. I think him and OG might be great friends. They seem like similar guys. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I totally, I will be honest, I totally forgot about Rondé. So wow. that's sick. <laughs> wow. Okay. This is how much I have not really thought about the the season to come, which feels like a nice... A nice thing to to do. I mean, it's like We're months not away. Already dwelling on it and like trying to pick it apart. Yeah. Maybe some of us are. Unfortunately, that's the podcast. That's actually the description of the podcast. Is we're dwelling on it and we're picking it apart. So <laughs> it is now. It's going to go on some shirts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the new slogan. Uh, that's replacing we the North. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you hyped yeah. on? Um, I like Rondé Hollis Jefferson's energy a lot. I think his persona is gonna really win people over. Yeah, like he's just like a classic. Like, like if you love Pops Mensabansu, like you will love Rondé Hollis Jefferson. And I'm not saying that, like what he's, a comparison. Like he's not he's not <laughs> the, on the level of Pops. Like he's clearly a way better player than Pops was. But like he's just you know Toronto's gonna fall in love with guys that like work really hard and play really hard, and yeah. they're gonna be like. It doesn't matter if you have these flaws, if you love us and you play like you really care about the outcome of this specific team in Toronto, then like, yeah, people are going to love you. And like Rondé is going to go all out. And he has some skills like him. Actually, him posting a video recently of him shooting and hitting 10 corner threes in like a high school gym. I like that. Unguarded was that. like, A, like I'm like, I'm happy you're working your game, but also be like, that's. Like, I just thought you would, there has to be, like, a minimum standard for, like, what kind of highlights you're putting out there. Like, if you're, like, DeMar and you put out that video or, like, that screenshot of, like, oh, I hit, like, I took 700 threes in, like, 2 a.m. and, like, I hit 35% of them. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, like, okay, so we see that you put in reps. If you just put in, like, 10 makes from the corner, like, it's not the same. But, I mean, regardless, I, I think Rondé is cool, but I think Stanley objectively has a little bit higher of a of a ceiling. Um but I, I actually do think Rondé has a more defined role than him. So yeah. he might be more successful and more impactful. Yeah, right off the bat, I think. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's just like, I don't know. It's really exciting. It is really exciting to think of all these new pieces and the way that they're going to fit into the kind of Raptors mentality and how they're going to fit with the city. And I think that's like, Masai has a knack for that too. Yeah. For figuring out who's going to fit and like thrive and do well. For the most part, he does. But I think, uh, yeah, I'm like, I'm stoked on this weird, weird little team. It is a very weird team. That we've got coming, that we've got adding and then i'm stoked on the team we know coming back yeah it'll be fun to play with house money for once anyway <laughs> kitty this pod this podcast is great thank you for coming to share your experiences at the airport with nick nurse thanks, for, thanks and other stories for giving me the platform to share them um where can people find more of these similar takes from uh here? yeah so you can find me on twitter at whatevs w-t-e-v-s um and then you can sign up for said uh, newsletter that we chatted about. It's actually called Basketball Feelings. Yep. Uh, while summer vacation is going on, there will be a NBA summer vacation watch release around every Friday, I'd say. So okay. And then otherwise, it's a basketball newsletter about feelings. So if you like that kind of stuff, subscribe. Yeah. And then you can find me at all those places that Will listed. Yeah, let me pull up the Twitter account again. <laughs> During my big intro. <laughs> yeah, Rolling Stone... Yahoo Sports Canada, boom, boom, Athletic, boom. Um, Dime slash Uprocks, Vice. Boom, boom. No, Hazlet. Vice no more. RIP Vice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, RIP Vice. Uh, Hazlet, Real GM, and, of course, Raptors Republic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm out there. That's right. You're, you're really out here. So um, follow Katie, and uh, as for the podcast, we'll be back next week. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.